Stuckers, Josh here, as joined always by my co-host Chell. Say hey, Chell. Hey guys. You're not Chell. <laughs> it's the highest jump I've ever in had there. my voice go uh, in years. <laughs> you have such a lovely, deep radio voice. You could not possibly be Chell. Who is that? That's Josh Shack now, our special guest this week, because Chell is moving to Germany currently. So <laughs> we're uh, we're joined by Josh Shack now. So some of you may remember way back in episode 19, we had Josh on our podcast. I like to refer to him as Canadian Josh because there are two Joshes <laughs> now. This is the Josh Duo Cast. So welcome, Josh Shack now. How have you been, sir? Thanks very much, Josh, uh, American Josh, for having me. I'm doing very well, and I'm excited to be back for another chat. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so if anyone, uh, if you missed that episode or you joined us later, uh, go back and check out episode 19. Josh has his own podcast called The Solopreneur Grind, and he uh, filled us in on a lot of the wisdom he's incurred from all the people he has interviewed uh, in his time at that point anyway that was a while back now but <laughs> how's your podcast been it's been good uh, episode 75 just went live this past week and nice. uh you, you kind of get to a point where i was like is this gonna start getting boring like am i just gonna hear the same things over and over but i, I every time i record an episode there's still there's something unique about everyone's story right there's always kind of something to glean from someone else who's been through their own entrepreneurial journey. So I'm, yeah. I'm still loving it. I, I do about two to three a month. And uh, yeah, I, lo I love it. No complaints. Nice. Yeah, I find with interviewing people, it's uh, sometimes you will hear the same uh, nugget of wisdom come up, but it's with like a new spin, a new perspective on it. And, and even hearing the same nugget come up in a different way, definitely like, reinforces reinvigorates and inspires me all the time so um yeah even well, when it what, does get slightly repetitive i'm always like this is amazing <laughs> yeah. i mean it, it it's it's a really good point because to me what happened after like episode 30 or 40 is some themes started to show themselves right so almost like some like key principles to business success right because if you have 40 people on and like 20 to 30 of them say that, you know, uh, I don't know, what, whatever it is, you know, like fail fast, then that, it's, that's probably a good reason to, you know, it's, it's probably a good excuse to kind of follow that advice and, and follow that wisdom. So what I've found is that over all of those episodes, there are a whole bunch, there's like five to 10 kind of like key themes. They, they maybe don't come up every episode. But they come up every one to two, maybe three episodes for sure. And then what I also like to focus, uh, which is great, because then, as you said, it kind of reinforces and they're constant reminders. And even just seeing those themes is, is great. And then there's the unique parts of everyone's story, which is, you know, how they got started. What was their inspiration? What were some of the strategies and tactics they tried early on? Right. And there's a little bit of overlap there, but the beautiful thing about business is that everyone's story tends to have at least a little bit of uniqueness to it. And so there's always something to take away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So tell people who uh, may not remember or, or have heard your episode with us um, a little bit about yourself and, and your businesses beside your podcast and all the stuff you're doing. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm an immigration lawyer based out of Canada 
And I started that podcast to kind of scratch my own entrepreneurial itch as I was running my own legal practice. A year ago, I ended up co-founding an immigration tech company called Visto.ai. And I've really shifted towards that in the last, well, year, year or so. Um, so we're building technology to make it easier for international students and skilled workers to navigate through the Canadian immigration process. That's where I spend, you know, most of the week. And then uh, I still have the podcast. I, I usually record about two to three of those a month as well. And I probably will for as long as, you know, as long as I don't get bored. And I haven't, I haven't even come close to getting bored of that yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what have you been working on lately is, uh, and lately could be as relative as you want it to be, I guess, because we haven't heard <laughs> from you. I mean, my audience hears from me every week and usually chill, but, um, but yeah, since we've talked to you, you know, that all of COVID happened and, and you're <laughs> in a different country from me. So everything's a little bit different on how every country, state, region, et cetera, is handling things. Um, but what, what's been changing for you? What, what have you been struggling with? What's going well? What do you got? Yeah. So in May, we launched our latest version of the portal, which I'm, which I'm pretty happy about. And so the focus since then has been on marketing it, getting as many people to sign up for it as possible, um, creating content, building the brand, building awareness. And in the last month, I've actually done a, I've been focused on a small fundraise. So we actually have our first, you know, we've been bootstrapped until about a month ago. And uh, we're bringing our first funding on board so we can continue to build out more software. Uh, so we haven't started that build yet. We're kind of finalizing the fundraise right now. Uh, but the, the kind of main focus has been and will probably continue to be for the near future, marketing, building the brand, uh, getting more people to sign up and, uh, and sharing it with, with you know, their friends and family that might, might find it useful as well. Yeah. How does, um, so how does, how does the funding, the fundraising process go? I've done nothing but bootstrapping type businesses. Um, so I'm yeah, it's, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting experience, but really what it comes down to is networking and sales, right? You're just trying to get yourself in front of the right people, AKA people with big enough check sizes or just, you know, re reasonable checks that they're willing to write. Um, and then convincing them ethically that, you know, your business is one that they should invest in for reasons X, Y, and Z. So it's, it's not too, too much beyond that. I mean, there's a lot of details we could talk about, right? Like you need a good pitch deck, how to start networking, ideal types of people to start looking at what instrument, like, you know, what financial instrument you want to use to actually raise the money. But really what it boils down to is networking and, and sales. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of both of those things, especially when it's talking about something you really know and, and are passionate about in, in this case, my business. So, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. I'm ready to get back to just focusing a hundred percent on the business, right? Building the product, marketing sales and stuff like that. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it, some companies find it necessary or, or it's the right decision for them at the, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's like a whole, like you said, it's, uh, it's different. <laughs> it, it was a first for me too. And 
you know, if, if all goes well, it might not be the last time, but, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's certainly an interesting, an interesting experience. Uh, and, and as I've been through it now, you think even more about the bootstrap versus non bootstrap type mentality, but we got to a point with this company where I want, I now have a vision for like the next piece of technology we want to build and we just can't really do it you know, with the co-founders I'm working with who are moonlighting, right? We, we need somebody to start working kind of full time on what we want to build. And yeah. so with that comes, you know, the requirement for money in most mm -hmm. cases. And yeah. so uh, that, that's kind of what led us through that decision tree. Yeah, that's awesome. How big is the group of people you're working with? Well, so I have, a, there's a few people on our team in the sense that I have a few advisors to the company, but that's uh -huh. kind of more, you know, like, I'm talking to them once, twice a month, getting their advice. They're making yeah. introductions, stuff like that. Uh, Alex is my technical co-founder. He has a full-time job, right? So he's been working on the tech at night on weekends uh, sure. for probably seven or eight months now. And then Richard, who I co-founded the company with a year ago, um, he is also more of an advisor in the sense that he has his own company, but was all in on the vision from the beginning. And so he's also kind of more part-time, you know, he's being an advisor, making intros, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So what's, mm -hmm. what's like the immediate future hold for you guys? What do you think's going to happen in the next week or two? Yeah. So we need to kind of finalize the scope of that next piece of software we're going to build. So right. we're building an, like an immigration calculator that will help, help individuals determine what the best opportunity is for them in terms of moving to Canada so they can mm -hmm. then pick the right path and actually start going down it and leveraging the guides and information in, in our portal to help them do it. Um, and then, you know, I'll be spending some upfront time getting that going and then it's, you know, kind of into the techies hands. And again, I'll be focused on marketing. So the biggest, the biggest, I'd say like struggle or, or ask, we'll call it for the purposes of this call is, how to, you know, uh, how to get the best bang for your buck in terms of marketing dollars. Right now, we do have a budget. It's not huge. Uh, mm -hmm. We have had pretty good success with things like content marketing, social media marketing. There's a lot of demand for, you know, a lot of interest in Canada demand for this type of content. So mm -hmm. how can we, with a small budget, you know, get as much reach, as many impressions, as, as many potential new users as humanly possible? Yeah, yeah. And keep them around. Right. So um, it's interesting because that, so our listeners will know that I've been updating every week that I've been, I've been building a side hustle to my side hustle to my main <laughs> <laughs> solo for newer cool. gig. Um, I'm, where, I'm interested to hear about it. Yeah. After, so I, after I'm, uh, yeah, I'm teaching or I, uh, I made an online course teaching how to start your own podcast. And nice. uh, I just finished making that in the last few weeks. I've been learning about marketing to try and get people to find out about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been experimenting with uh, Facebook and Instagram ads in uh, by taking an online course about it. <laughs> and uh, I've been learning a lot about like how with just a small budget of like 50 cents, a dollar, $2 a day, you can actually run the Facebook algorithms with your marketing and see what works and what doesn't before you put your budget into it, you know? Mm. And, um, and so I've been learning a lot about 
because I think previously I haven't done much with Facebook ads and stuff, but previously I've always done like, well, let's try it. Here's the budget, Facebook, do it. And it never goes too well <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. But then everyone is constantly talking about like, if you're going to pay for advertising, this is what's hot right now. Right. And I'm always like, but it never, um, mm-hmm. so I'm learning a lot about, you know, um, being able to test the content of my push of my ads and, and see like, okay, if I push these to people between the ages of 20 and 40, who are women, what happens? Or if I push it to people who say they like the Joe Rogan podcast, what happens? Right. And then, but, but is one to $2 enough of a sample size? Cause I I've done a, f- not a, f- I've done a decent amount of Facebook ads yeah, and I, I, I don't dump hundreds in like usually what I'll do is I'll run a campaign, you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I guess the question there is like, what, you know, what's the smallest amount to have enough of a sample size to figure out whether something's worth putting more of a budget into? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm, I feel like I'm in the middle of this process, but okay. what I'm learning is that is uh, I'm trying to figure out which are exactly the answer to your question, which I don't know. But mm. um, what I'm trying to figure out and I'm learning by doing is that for some, uh, depending on what you're going for, whether you're going for conversion or just reach or, or whatever, um, you know, a buck or two a day is, is plenty because I can mm. see that turn into, um, depending on which one I'm looking at, I've seen it turn into 500 to 1,000 impressions a day. And then I mm. see how many of those impressions even got the link clicked or the video played or how much of the video was played. Um, and so, you know, for a couple bucks a day, I'm getting a sample size of bare minimum 500 uh people scrolled right. past it. Right. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. and then you go, okay, how many of those? And, um, so it's, it's definitely a small sample size compared to what 30 or 40 bucks a day would do. Um, but I think, I think it's enough for most things. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. The guy I'm taking this online course from is his name is Frank Kearns and oh, he's yeah. like some, yeah. I love his internet. content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm new to him. I had no idea. And now I'm like, diving well deep into it and he's he's just like swearing by this because he's oh he's done it for years and years and years um Mm -hmm. but he uh yeah so that's kind of what i'm experimenting with now and i'm i think i'm learning that there's a couple of things and i haven't delved into the numbers of of which campaign it is and why but that i would i'm not getting as many impressions for whatever reason probably because i i clicked convert versus reach versus whatever and um and so maybe it's not a high enough sample size, but um, it's not like it would be that much more. It'd be, maybe be five bucks a day is the right sample size for that. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, starting low is definitely um, definitely part of it. And mm-hmm. and once you find something that works, I mean, yours is, a, is maybe a little different. Mine's like definite transactional return on investment that I could see, but if I get something that locks in and it works, that it's like, I'm spending $12 per customer acquired, you know, then I can go, okay. And I'm charging them 50 bucks for my startup course. And it's like, well, I'll just pump money into that machine all day. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it's still a lot of like trial and error, but trying to do 
trial and error for a lot less money than I used to do it for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of the huge benefits of something like that, right? The fact that you can not only test, but then scale something that works for yeah. such a so easily, right? Like when in any other point in the history of time, right? Could you test pretty reasonably marketing for $3, right? In the span right. of 20 minutes, you can put the campaign together. And then if it works, just decide to add four zeros to that budget, right? And, exactly. and scale yeah. it up. So it's, it's, it's awesome, especially for people trying new things, testing new things, side hustling with new things. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, once we get our new piece of technology live, I'll, I'll definitely go, be going back to that. Um, and I'll have to re-dive back into some of Frank's stuff as well. So that's, yeah. Uh, have you heard good. about invisible lists on, on Facebook? No. So what oh, I wait, is, at, is, is that where, um, they track the people who have done a certain interaction with exactly. Your, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I've heard a little bit about this, but now I'm kind of learning how to use it. So I had, I had someone like a professional set up a Facebook ad for me about a month ago, just getting the launch out there. And I gave away a free PDF and I got like a mailing list of 300 people out of that, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. and and so I've learned that not only can you tell Facebook, like upload all those emails because they were, they came from Facebook. So they're definitely Facebook users and be mm -hmm. like, these people show them this ad again, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, anyone who's or visited find people my, that look like these people. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, anyone who's visited my page in the last, however long, but I've been doing 30 days, anyone who's, um, visited the Facebook page in the last 30 days, anyone who's seen at least 50% of the ad video in the last 30 days, like all these people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm now understanding the other side of like, how come once I see one Facebook ad, I see a million for the same thing. And this is why, mm -hmm. um, but it it's works. Also all those people who wonder where Facebook makes its money. Yes. That's where Facebook makes <laughs> that's its money. Where, that's where <laughs> it makes its money. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've been kind of learning how to, try and use that. And it makes sense for me because I'm selling a course and in, in course world, you definitely want to build some trust. They want to trust the teacher. And of course, most of the world has no idea who I am mm -hmm. <laughs> by far. Right. And so, um, bombarding them with different videos of me teaching you something, content marketing kind of stuff, um, get some familiar enough with my style that they'll, you know, either love me or hate me. And if you hate me, they're just going to be like, I hate that I see these ads all the time. And if they love me, they'll be closer and closer to going, maybe I do want to get his course. So mm -hmm. that's, that's Absolutely. what I've been learning about. Um, and I'll definitely, and the great thing is you can apply that to anything, right? Any other exactly. side hustles, like it's yeah. so applicable and valuable. Yeah. I was telling that to Chell just a week or two ago. I was like, even if like, this side hustle doesn't work. Like I've learned so many cool things in this process that are applicable yeah, to well future spent. things, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. So that, that's kind of, that's one avenue, obviously, uh, is the paid marketing. I think as an avid podcast listener, I'm, I'm always about guesting on as many podcasts as you can get on. Cause mm -hmm. I think, uh, most podcasts are interview based. And when you're just listening and walking around, you go, what is that? You know, um, I always want to try it's actually to a good things. idea. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm all, I'm all into podcasting. I haven't really guested much for immigration reasons. 
Right. So yeah. that's a really good point. I should probably look for those. Yeah. Good there suggestion. Go. I don't know how I didn't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yes, I got one. I helped you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a good one. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um and then yeah, I'm sure all the other like content marketing stuff you've got going is great. Um and and I think too, there's a lot of uh, ability for for interview purposes, for media purposes. If you, mm-hmm. if you like, podcasts are kind of the low hanging fruit. But if you're on a bunch of podcasts and you can uh, shoot those interviews over to the local TV stations and whatnot, and right. and and prove that you can handle yourself in a recording, mm-hmm. you know, then they're more likely to. You're like, oh, okay, this guy's not just some wackadoo. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, maybe I could put a camera in front of him and he'll be all right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think from what I've heard, I've never done that kind of route of things, but I've I've heard uh, from multiple people who do those sorts of things um, and are building their profile authors and public speakers types and whatnot. That that's the way to do it. It's like you get something small, but then you like just do everything you can to nail it. And then there's your proof. There's your social proof. Like somebody else put mm. a camera in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Makes sense. And so that, that could build to other media things too, so that you can get more of a, a general spread. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good wide range of, of strategies. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. awesome. What, what about your end, Josh? Fill me in. Uh, yeah, so me, I'm, I'm knee deep in the invisible list. That's pretty much my update for the week is I just learned about this and I'm learning. I just sent like five different new ads to the people who've, and there's, uh, I've probably spent a little over a hundred bucks, I think at this point in the last three weeks of experimenting with things. And I've got an invisible list of like tens of thousands of people. So, hmm. um, now I'm now I'm blasting them with like five new content things. Some of them are just like blog posts I made on my website, like the best USB microphones to get started, or five reasons you need a podcast. All this stuff, um, and part some of it's just videos, which are actually just me kind of re-recording some of the lessons from the thing without like the full PowerPoint, but me just walking and holding the camera and mm-hmm. chatting about whatever. Um, and and so that kind of just went live yesterday. So I'm gonna see how that goes. I'm just kind of giving them all like a few dollars a day and I'm going to run them for, you know, five days or so and kind of see what's going on. But I think last week for our listeners, I updated that the videos were way outperforming the blog post or the image based ones. Um, they usually do. Yeah. Which was, which was true. But by the end of the week, one of my images beat everything else out for the week. Hmm. And most, it was like the, the one image that won and then like the three videos and then the other images were way at the bottom. So for whatever reason, that's why testing is valuable because that one image (laughs) beat everything else out. I don't know why. I think it's actually the clunkiest designed image of all my images too. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you know, but, um, as Frank Kearns was saying in his, uh, in his course with, with me on this marketing stuff is. That's why you test. I've had some ads that I've put thousands of dollars in uh, because I get tens of thousands of dollars back uh, that I thought this is the crappiest ad. This is so generic and blah. 
and that's the one that wins. So mm-hmm. not not every time, but that's why you test because the one you think is like this is the one that's going to nail it is like the worst sometimes. And so so yeah, that's where I am. Um, so similar, I guess, to you with your with your thing, but for a different model is is just any ideas you got about getting the word out there on on an, on an online course and where to find people um, who take online courses, etc. If you've got yeah. any thoughts. Well, a, a few things pop into mind. So with those new video, you know, the new round of ads that you're going to run to the invisible list, are you making sure to soft sell um, or hard sell? Right. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's the, what's the language like there? Cause it is definitely important that you, you're showing them more content, but like at the end of the ad or at the end of the video, are you referring to the course? Are you pushing them to a landing page or like, is there a strong CTA? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have, I'm not sure that every video mentions it in the video, but it definitely mentions it in the ad around it. Some definitely do close with a like, join me here. I'm testing some that, that say, join me here for a discount, like 10% off. Um, and, and I have some that are straight up, uh, hard sells. Like I have an image that's like, um, the launch window, cause it's almost a month old. It's actually a month old today on Friday. Uh-huh. So, um, so I've had ads running this week so far that say like, at the end of this month, price is going up to its regular price. So buy now, buy this mm-hmm. week. And that's like a hard sell. Um, so we're kind of playing on, on which performs better and whatnot. And, you know, I'm starting to get some nibbles here and there. Um, but not, nothing major, but I'm also not spending anything major. So it's like, it's okay. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, you're, you're only going to get better, right. As you continue testing the copy, the images, you're, you'll hopefully be bringing down your CPCs and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would recommend is um, I've had, I mean, I've booked like the first 20 of my guests through Facebook groups. There's right. a handful of probably more than a handful of Facebook groups with just people either looking to be hosts or looking to be guests. Um, And so I think that could be some low hanging fruit um, in terms of people who are clearly interested in podcasting, some of whom have already started, but maybe they are willing to purchase a course to up their game or the people who have been guests have been thinking, Oh, you know what? I'd love to be a host too, but I, I don't really know how. So that could be an interesting approach there in terms of getting your message in front of a lot of people. The key there is obviously posting without, you know, sounding too spammy, or you can just private message everybody in that group, right? The, that's that's another way right. to do it. The other way that uh, kind of a friend of mine is working right now is invite people onto your podcast who you think would be potential clients. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, don't do hard sells. And that's obviously less scalable, takes a little bit more time. Um, but you know, having more guests on your own podcast or starting a new podcast, you know, uh, like a spinoff podcast on how to podcast, um, and then you can market that to everyone, right? People who are on your email list, people who are, you know, unstuckers, um, you know, and that could be like 
five, 10 minute episodes where you're just going off on tangents and half the content, you can just kind of scrape the bits from the course, right? Like the, right. I know Frank kind of talks about like having your pillars, right? Like three pillars, like three kind of main topics. And you put out a lot of content around those. And then ultimately you're pushing people towards something that's paid. Um, So maybe like a side podcast, because I mean, you're drinking your own juice, right? Like if you're trying to push a podcasting course on people, what better way to get your message in front of them than to have them listen to your podcast. Right. So that right. could be interesting or even like a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've gone down that route, but like three to 10 minute videos, kind of yeah. like what you're doing for your ads, but also mm-hmm. throw them on YouTube, do some SEO optimization with the titles and the descriptions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you could also use those as ads too. Um, yeah, th- those are probably the the two or three things that pop into my head. Yeah, well, those are great ideas. Thanks for that. It's it's always great to have somebody, someone new, have a perspective and bring in a different point of view. Because uh, there's always there's always blind spots, right? Hundred <laughs> percent, always, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. We're running short on time, so we'll. Uh, We'll wrap it up here, but thanks, Josh, so much for joining us and pinch hitting for Chell this week. Um, hope you'll come back and join us again. Chell was very jealous that um, I got you to pinch hit for her so she couldn't be here while you were here. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, I like thanks. Josh. <laughs> thanks so much for having me, and I hope I... I hope she's not too offended by my imperson- my terrible impersonation at the beginning of the episode. I'll have to hear about what she thought about it after the She's going to love it when she gets off the plane and she gets to download <laughs> this episode. So again, for our, for our audience, one more time, where can people find you and your podcast and all that good stuff? Yeah, the podcast you can find is solopreneurgrind.com. Just make sure to spell Solopreneur Grind right. Uh, if you are interested in immigrating to Canada, you can check uh, check out my <laughs> tech company at visto.ai, V-I-S-T-O dot A-I. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Hopefully you'll spell my name in the episode because uh, yes. it's not the easiest yeah. to spell. But uh, look me up. I'm the only Josh now on LinkedIn that I know of. Uh, <laughs> shoot me a message. Tell me where you, know, where you found me, that you came from this podcast so that I know to give US Josh uh, another thank you. And um, <laughs> yeah, always happy to chat with people. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, we have an election coming up in just a few months. And the famous line after every US presidential election is a bunch of people from one side or another goes, well, time to immigrate to Canada. So <laughs> <laughs> so if, yeah. that, if anyone wants to uh, put their money where their mouth is come this November, uh, reach out to Josh. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for being here, Unstuckers. This was another casual Friday episode. We'll see you next week when Chell will be back and she'll tell us all about her travels. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody.